Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arscotting coming to you live from North Carolina and again today here on this beautiful Wednesday, August 31st, as we end the month of August before jumping into the new month of September in the Hebrew month of Elul, as we've already already entered into. And today we want to continue our prayer journey of our prayer focus for boldly entering the throne room to restore the covenant blessings of the Lord for our our individual lives and then obviously for this nation and the office of the president. And we want to deal with the blessing today of forgiveness in the, what we will then see tomorrow, today and tomorrow, and hopefully can start seeing this apostolic shift of going into being those who make disciples of the nations. In our study of scripture in today, John 20 and 21, and I want to f- just particularly focus on, in John 20, a passage of scripture that deals with forgiveness, but then also, as we talked about yesterday and earlier this week, of making sure our focus is in the proper place, uh, as we see the Lord Again, uh, as we've seen throughout scripture, the Lord somewhat rebuking Peter and saying, hey, Peter, you're worried about this. And and the disciples of when they worried about, you know, who's going to sit next to the to you on the throne? Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? And the Lord saying, no, look, let's let's go over here. Let's focus on this. And I want to pull up here scripture in John 20. And we read in and I want to start in 21 and it says so jesus said to them again peace be with you as the father has sent me i also send you so telling here look this is and and this is part of this apostolic shift of look the lord sent me for the the blessing of the blood of christ and the authority through that which we we reminded ourselves of yesterday and then now he's saying i send you it's a shift. It's a flow down. Then he goes on to, in verse 22, he says, And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And so here we're seeing the, the transference, the apostolic shift in this. And then he goes on to the next, the next scripture. It says, If, if, if you for this forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. And this goes in line with uh, Matthew 16, 19, where, and other parts of scripture in the New Testament in Acts as well, uh, the, we've heard it um, explained this way before in other portions of scripture of how um, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be bound in heaven. And scholars believe that this is, in similar context here. So it's a, it's a, it's a thing to remind ourselves, okay, not only can we, you know, bind things on earth that for 
for some people that may be easier to swallow than say, you can solely forgive because there is the question of only God forgives. Um, but here we see principle being taught in Matthew that whatever you bind on, on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And in order to say that of the blessing here from forgiveness from the Holy Spirit of for ourselves to release upon those who have wronged us, forgiven our sins, which goes towards the disciples' prayer, the Lord's prayer, however you want, you know it as, of um, forgiving our debts as we forgive our debtors there as well. So this principle is starting to build upon it. And in the modern understanding of this, what this actually means is, I want to add this tidbit before we, we pray about this, is when we see this scripture here of the Jesus telling the, the disciples to forgive, is when we release people with forgiveness, we also release mental anxiety, things within our brain neurologically that neuro neuroscientists are starting to find to be very beneficial to our health, releasing the anxiety, letting go of the anxiety um, and worry, and, and then allowing us to focus and say, okay, that's done with, that's dealt with. There may be some boundaries that may need to be put up, but at the end of the day, as well, I'm not, I'm not going to let what somebody else does hold me back. And it falls in line with uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 of uh, setting ourselves as, as a living sacrifice before the Lord and then also renewing of our mind. And some neuroscientists um, believe that this is a, with the help of a Holy Spirit, can be a form of quote-unquote brain surgery to help us deal with the things of our mind and focus on what the Lord wants us to focus on. And it's really dealing with removing that worry, removing that distraction um, in so much as letting go of the past and forgiving. Um, and then there are health benefits for it as well. And so just want to build upon this foundation of this forgiveness of the blessing of forgiveness to restore the covenant blessing that we have and able to enter into the throne room boldly to see the plans that the Lord has not only for our lives, but for our cities, our states, and our nations as well. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, if, if you have questions, please let me know. Maybe I can explain it better, but hopefully I did. Now, today I want to spend, again, most of our time dealing with the Iran nuclear deal. There is an analysis from APAC that I want to read through. And I'll put the link in the show notes on Facebook Rumble and then on the podcast as well if you want to go back and read it for yourselves and share it with other people. And APAC has done a really good job of, of staying on top of this as it involves heavily uh, Israel. And they were involved with the original JCPOA from the Obama administration and really informing Congress, the House and Senate about how disastrous it was. But the Biden administration went, uh, the Obama then administration went for it, hook, line, and sinker. Um, but before we do that, I, I want to bring up this prayer point before I get uh, that Chuck points out in this study here. He says, Let the Lord show you his grace to release forgiveness of sins. Um, forgive and then go forth and release. And ultimately, as you read these two passages uh, in Scripture 20 and 21, see how there's an sh apostolic shifting from the Father to Jesus to now. The disciples and us as well as that lineage still follows on so i didn't want to forget about that uh, before i moved on and i want to start with 
we looked at yesterday the Jerusalem Post's analysis of it, and I want to focus on Apex analysis because it goes a little bit deeper than Jerusalem Post as they're more um, intimate with the information of the deal is the best way to say it. And there are four key issues that they deal with here um, of number one, it being shorter and weaker. They did outline, and I'll get into it here in a second, the role of that Russia and China will play in this future deal. And the fact of the IAEA probe, um, the issues around that, which we've, we've kind of talked about, but they deal with some things very interesting. And then the fact of more money, more problems with uh, giving Iran um, just more freedom to do what they want. And what we're seeing with this deal, the overall analysis is that you're, what they're doing is, is they're, Iran wants to – with this Iran nuclear deal, have it be – they don't – are saying they don't care so much about the nuclear issues. They're focusing more on the monetary uh, sanctions that have been put on them because they were – by the Trump administration because they see how crippling that can be um, because when you don't give the state of Iran money – it doesn't allow the supreme leader of Iran to use that for his multi-billion dollar conglomerate companies that he owns because unfortunately what happens is when you give Iran, the state of Iran, for humanitarian aid, crisis, whatever it may be, the supreme leader takes it and uses it for his own good as has been seen in the Arab world for hundreds and hundreds of years. Now, with that being said, with this information, what we should be – doing and praying and, and hoping that our, our current and future House and Senate leaders do is stating their opinion to this administration of, hey, do asking them for ourselves, do you agree with this? What are your issues with this? And then if you have issues and you have concerns, can you please voice them to this administration to hopefully not get us into this deal because it's, it's utterly disastrous. Now, with that being said, number one, we know, as we looked at yesterday, compared to the um, 20, 2015 when we left the deal to now, it is – or more so 2018 when we left the deal, 2015 when it, it went into effect, is it's – the deal now is shorter than the original deal, and Iran is also completely um, – at a shorter time frame than when they originally went in the, de the deal. It was believed that they were within a year or so time frame and supposedly this slowed down the actual ability for them to create a nuclear deal. Now it's believed with the 60% en enrichment of uranium that they're less than six months uh, to – if they had no sanctions, if they had no restrictions and investigations that they had to deal with with the US and I uh, IAEA, that they would possibly be able to have a fully – 100% or 90 closer to 90% enrichment of uranium. And we also have seen, and this is a problem that APEC is pointing out, is that the expiring restrictions at worst, we talked about it yesterday, they're confirming it of eight years, 2020, 2030. Um, and then some of them, uh, some restrictions on advanced centrifuge manufacturing begin to lift in just over a year. 2023, 20, 24, around that time. And this is a huge part of this deal 
uh, that is now coming out that APAC points out is that there is no dismantlement of the current advancement of centrifuges that they have installed, which meaning before I advance, which means that the centrifuges basically they're just going to put them in storage and go on vacation supposedly if this deal goes as planned and we talked about it yesterday is it that's what it looked like and and this is confirming uh that analysis we saw from the jerusalem post yesterday um which the fact that these advanced centrifuges to be able to enrich uranium to 60 even exist is in violation of the original um iran jcpoa nuclear deal so talk about bad faith this again confirms that um, and what the deal currently outlines is that the machines will simply be bis be disconnected, placed in storage. Uh, not a single machine will be dismantled, allowing Iran to quickly escalate enrich enrichment at a time of its choosing, whether it be a year after the sanctions, um, the restrictions could possibly be put back on them, is removed, which is just wholly disastrous. Uh, and in reality, is there needs to be a longer stronger agreement uh, that the Biden administration says it wants, but this deal is not that. It doesn't do anything that the Biden administration says. Now, the role of Russia and China in this deal, and it's more so Russia that is going to gain more power in this, is very, very problematic. Uh, I want to read some statements from APEC on this, and they say that Russia stands to benefit financially, militarily, and strategically from this new deal or getting back into this deal in a new form. And moreover, they say the agreement reportedly will empower Russian President Putin as the principal judge of whether America is complying with this deal. Utterly hilarious uh, in a, a very sarcastic, uh, scary tone. And ultimately, this puts, they say that this puts incredible power into the hands of an actor who has time and again proven his animosity to American history, uh, interest. Now, the reason it's important uh, or not so important that Russia be in part of this deal is that under this deal, Iran will, number one, supportedly ship its excess enriched uranium to Russia, and Putin will then be able to send the material back to Iran if he, the sole determiner uh, and compliance guarantor, sees that the U.S. is to be out of compliance with the deal. So that means you're trusting the coherent judgment abilities of President Putin, who we're seeing what he's doing in Iran. This is why these things tie together. This confirms what Chuck said prophetically of watch what happens to Israel. And when you see what happens to Israel, this is, is taking that into effect. And so Russia would, number one, gain extremely uh, enormous amounts of strategic leverage against the U.S. as it could immediately shorten Iran's uh, breakout time to mere weeks of enriching uranium because they could take it and say, okay, you're here, here's what you need to do. They could work back and forth on enriching uranium to 90%, 100%, whatever. This just opens the door for so much. Number two horrible thing about this involving Russia is that it allows um, the potential for Russia to be the sole provider for um, sanctions evasions as Iran has used them for so long. We talked about this before, um, but then 
this opens the door for more of that to happen, which we, we've talked about before. Number three, uh, dealing with setback vetoes, where I'm going to read this word for word because this is hugely important to understand, is that the UN Security Council Resolution 2231 allowed the U.S. to unilaterally reimpose UN sanctions on Iran if the U.S. determined Iran was in violation of the JCPOA. Now, that authority expires in just three years. At that point, when that power goes away, Russia and China will be the sole approvers that will be needed to reimpose UN sanctions on Iran, giving these adversaries significant strategic advantage over America and its allies. Meaning, with oil and gas being choked off uh, from the Biden administration going towards this, this quote-unquote renewable EV, um, electric energy, renewable energy, we'll be relying upon Russia, and they'll be the determining factor of whether we can do anything diplomatically towards Iran if they were to, we believe, break this deal. Then number two, you're also relying upon China, where if you're going towards these renewable energies of being solely relying upon coal and, and, and battery-powered vehicles, houses, everything, that you're going to have to now bow down to China because they hold a monopoly on these type of resources throughout the world. That's why this deal is more problematic than any politician is realizing, and we want to highlight it here. And then there's a the, the final problem that they have here is that the drones and more drones um, that Iran is producing and giving to um, Russia involving the war in Ukraine. And so we're seeing the involvement of this. And then there's obviously we've talked about it before, the IEA probe, which again, let's remind ourselves the fact that there is undisclosed uranium found somewhere in some facility. How did it get there? Number one. Number two. The fact that it's gotten to this point shows that they've broken the promises of not only the past JCPOA, the Iran nuclear deal, but they're about to break the new ones as well. Because um, there's nothing that nothing stopped them from doing it before. Nothing's going to stop them from doing it now. They're going to do what they want. They'll get this deal, and then leads to the fact that they're going to get a hundred billion dollars because of removal of sanctions, et cetera, and stuff. That will then go for. Uh, uh, to the supreme leaders, um, what the what APEC is calling his uh, multi-billion-dollar conglomerate of companies, which is in line with what happened in Soviet Russia, uh, the oligarchs, etc., stuff like that, and then uh, removing sanctions ability from the United States and any other European nation from putting sanctions on uh, Iran's central bank, the entire country, based upon the funding from the central bank of Iran to terrorist organizations around the world and. Um, Iranians, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps' uh, involvement in training and supplying, et cetera, stuff to these terrorist organizations around the world. And so the the big issue here, and then the bottom line, the APAC points out, he said they say a deal that only imposes nuclear restrictions should not lift sanctions imposed on Iran's non-nuclear behavior. So not only are they bad actors with the nuclear capabilities, but they're bad actors in just 
what they do as a nation in relation to the rest of the world. And finally, closing, they say any nuclear deal must be accomplished by a comprehensive U.S. strategy to address Iran's regional aggression, plots to kill Americans, and efforts to attack our allies. And we are not doing any such things. I know I went through that fast. Hopefully, this gives a better picture of the disasters of this deal does nothing to prevent them uh, because they don't have to dismantle and break down and destroy the information that they have, number one, but then also the machines used to enrich uranium. They still they just get to put them in, in, in a storage closet. Meanwhile, the storage closet could be fully functional laboratory for them to continue working on it. But I digress from that. So we're fully aware of this, and we really need to pray and reach out to senators, congressmen, um, potential candidates, see where they stand on these type of issues um, involving the Iran nuclear deal, because this is disastrous on multiple, multiple, multiple levels, um, seeing the fact that Russia and China will now be given more strategic power around the year 2026, with which Chuck prophesied back in the 80s, is if we're not careful and we're not paying attention, that China will then become one of the world powers around that same timeline. So this is um, quite alarming uh, as a backing of history. And so we just want to repent for the Biden administration's push for this and, and ultimately to divide Israel because this is what this leads towards. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem through this because Israel is heavily involved in this. Um, the, the funding of terrorist organizations from Iran Central Bank uh, plays a, a huge role in the terrorism and the actions and the wars and the battles that Israel goes through. And then, therefore, um, the United States as well being really their only ally. Um, and intercede for the Biden administration and military leaders and the the team negotiating this deal to have the fear and wisdom of the Lord. And if not, we just, you know, we bind that deal and we just loose the peace of Jerusalem on this deal and, and, and just loose the fear of the Lord on these negotiations. Um, and for them to make, when the Biden administration is making dishes, Decisions in this deal for Israel and Iran. Um, very problematic uh, there. Now, a few things on the home front we need to pay attention to is California's involvement in some of the decisions that they're making currently and why – I want to get to why it's really important for us to be aware of this. So we're seeing lately that LA County and California are looking at doing um, UBI to certain individuals. You're also seeing um, California uh, State Senate pass bills allowing nurses, trained nurses to perform abortions um, via hours long um, procedures via vacuum to suction out the uterus and the baby from the mother. And uh, Jay Sekulow and his group at ACLJ is calling it uh, infanticide as it will allow 28 days after the birth and life of the child for them to de then determine what happens to the baby. As California supposedly says that they're losing – they have a lack of doctors, so this is why they're empowering nurses to do this. Um, again, if you empower nurses, the question is hopefully these nurses will not do this. And the reason I point this out is because first – there is a bill in Virginia that forces – and the uh, Attorney General Jason Mayores confirmed this yesterday or Monday, excuse me, that there was a state law passed in 2021 that forces Virginia 
to adhere to rules from the California Air and Resource Board, which if you've seen the bill being passed out of California that any new car sales after 2030 um, BEV and other restrictions of air quality of cars, that the they set those standards for this a state like Virginia. And that, that's the big problem is that the state itself is not listening to its own state officials. It's listening to what happens out in California. This is very, very problematic um, as we see the disasters of the state of California. And the good thing in this is that if in the next session in Virginia – they could possibly veto us as they have the majority. Hopefully they do, but it's something to be aware of in each state of, is your state listening to this board as some states are doing? Then uh, that's at a, this is at a state procedural level um, dealing with this vast adherence to what California is doing. Then we're seeing in Pennsylvania, the governor pushing for Similar to the LA County doing a thousand dollar universal basic income, Pennsylvania wants to do a two thousand dollar stimulus check for anyone earning less than eighty thousand dollars. So if you make less than eighty thousand dollars, you will be getting. The idea is you will be getting a two thousand dollar stimulus check per month. Um, believe. Uh, that will help you in these quote-unquote trying times. Um, he says that the Pennsylvania Opportunity Program will help families cope with surging inflation. The initiative will cost almost uh, $500 million and draw funds from state's $15 billion budget surplus, which the question is if you really want to help families, then just pause their taxes and use the surplus to fund your government. I digress. He says we can actually help families get life-saving medicine out of state funds. We can help families stay in their homes. Uh, we can help families afford to eat. Why on earth would we do it, especially now, again, when we have the money sitting in the bank? If you have that much money sitting in the bank, the question is, where did it come from? Was it stimulus from the PPP loans, from the government, all this other stuff, or was it from taxes from your constituents? If you have that much taxes left over from your constituents, you are taxing your people too much. Plain and simple. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are not a revenue. You are not a private uh, uh, corporation. And then he goes on to say this, this and this is what's troubling. Uh, from this type of mindset. He says, it's mind-boggling. The sense that giving somebody who is trying to put food on the table or pay rent that it is somehow inflationary. When, how many trillions of dollars, and remember yesterday, we said they want to keep Trump to keep focused. He said, many trillions of dollars did we give away to very wealthy, to the very wealthy during the Trump years and tax breaks. Giving someone a tax break does not mean you're giving them money. It means you're letting them keep the money that they've already earned. And why not do that in this case? If you know you have a surplus, you could run your state for, or most of your state for quite some time. Why not do it? But then there's also the fact of this is, and this is what's problematic is, is that $15 billion surplus tied to anything in the future? Meaning pensions, people's retirements, 401ks, whatever the case may be, for uh, state officials, police, fire, etc. Like, is that money already spent? That's not being asked here. It's saying we want to take this and spend it for something, despite looking at can you even do that? 
the whole premise of bringing these stories up is we have to be sober and aware about what's going on, but ultimately um, repent for local and state leaders for looking to California for ideas and intercede for local and state leaders to, number one, who'll have the fear of the Lord when making decisions, but also using wisdom and revelation from the Lord to make the best decisions for their local cities, for their local districts, parishes, if you're in Louisiana, and their local state as well. Each state is going to have a different economic outlook, a different thought process, a different uh, issues geographically that need to be dealt with from people who are making those decisions within the state. What's happening in California is just utterly disastrous and running California into the railroads um, metaphorically and seeing people just flee the state is very problematic and something that each state needs to be aware of. And ask yourselves this, is, is, is why, why are these politicians, own, most of them democratically, going to California's idea for these ideas? If you've ever seen anything, people like Elizabeth Warren, some of your higher up, even um, Kamala Harris – they all go out to California and have their little powwows, and then they all start coming back with the same ideas of progressive socialistic ideologies. They look at California as the 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 the, the key mind frame of what to do, and that is not necessarily a good thing. And so we want to um, repent for our leaders for doing who have done that, and if they are doing that. Um, be in relationship with them to say, hey, this might not be a good way to go as you're seeing the disasters uh, economically happen there, crime increasing, uh, poverty increasing due to certain decisions, policy decisions being made by the local officials in California. And then lastly, I want to end on this. We talked about this before, and I want to re revisit this because it really it does a good job this case of um where the fifth circuit court of appeals released a unanimous decision in the involvement of the francian alliance and versus bakara in dealing with the involvement of the Biden administration's rule that would have required medical facilities to perform gender transition surgeries and abortions and the fact that this now lays the precedence we understand this, but we wanted to re we need to revisit this of how huge this victory is. It allows now other state religious hospitals, other organizations to then determine what is best for the patient via the Hippocratic Oath that they already took, not adhering to who's ever in office um, standards and ideologies. It's, it's, it's now again, if you take state funding, the state can then tell you what to do, and that is the very very problematic thing as we saw during COVID as yeah, sometimes the state um, and federal government doesn't always have the best um, understanding of reality of what's going on. Um, whereas doctors and nurses who are there seeing what happens to these patients can really tell, okay, is this working or not? Let them make that decision there for themselves. And if the patient and or the doctor nurses involved have a religious exemption and don't want to perform a transgender surgery on a child or an abortion and not lose their, be threatened with losing their job, then they should have the freedom to do so in dissent uh, against what the federal government is doing and not fearing that they'll lose their job and, and, and hopefully bring about 
a era of getting back to involving the patient in their health decisions and involving the family in the health decisions of the patient who may be under the influence of drugs because they're weak um, and, and not isolating them as they did during COVID and then God knows what happens. Uh, so this is a huge victory for that type of mind same frame of allowing number one the freedom of religion but then also allowing doctors um, to exercise their medical judgment and ethical care based upon sound medical evidence of the Hippocratic standard so a huge victory there we wanted to revisit and and, and hopefully today we have a sense of understanding a, a solid foundation of the natural problems that are being dealt with um, in this Iran nuclear deal to go along with the spiritual understanding of how problematic this would be of allowing the Prince of Persia to continue to be emboldened to take steps towards gaining authority throughout the rest of the world in what they have boldly claimed of their sole goal of destroying the great station, great Satan and wiping out the small Satan from the face of the earth, that being the U.S. and Israel. So uh, blessings to each and every one of you who listen today. Uh, uh, if you listen via podcast, uh, please feel free to go ahead and leave a, a review, share, like, subscribe, um, send this out, get more people involved with staying informed and standing on the wall, praying for the office of the president and what the Lord would want us to stay focused on in this season and the season ahead. So blessings, and I will see you guys later. Have a good one.